Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome to Behind the Braves, the official podcast of the Atlanta Braves. In Braves country, we are so excited for you to meet our new proud sponsor, Billy Reed. Now, Billy is an award-winning fashion designer who is redefining global style from his home base in the Shoals in Alabama. He is also a diehard baseball fan who grew up cheering on the Braves, and he offers a line of Atlanta-inspired hats, t-shirts, and accessories that embody the soul of our city. Billy and his team craft luxurious, made-in-the-USA shirts, denim, and more, all with a timeless modern style that will have you wearing them again and again. Experience them for yourself at his two Atlanta shops, one in Buckhead and one at White provisions or discover them online at billyreed.com that's billyreed r-e-i-d.com Hello again, everybody. Welcome to Behind the Braves, presented by Billy Reed, the official podcast of the Atlanta Braves. I'm Ricky Mass from MLB.com, and I usually say alongside, but I am virtually alongside my partner, Greg McMichael, Director of Braves Alumni Relations. We are looking at each other. Uh, we are definitely more than six feet away. We are practicing our social distancing. Uh, we are about 450 miles and six feet apart. Uh, I'm in Virginia. I've, I'm hungry down and self-quarantining uh, with my parents and sisters up here in the mountains of Virginia and uh, Greg's at his house in uh, in Georgia and we swore at the beginning of this thing when we started this show back in uh, 2018 that all of our shows would be in person we weren't going to do call-ins and Skype and all that we wanted ours to be in person but well things change don't they so we're, we're do this is our first foray into recording remotely but uh, I think as long as our Wi-Fi uh, holds up I think we'll be good good to go greg how you doing i'm good thank god for wi-fi holy cow couldn't imagine being here um at the house and trying to do all this work stuff i mean we've got uh webex meetings and team microsoft team meetings we're watching each other and and uh getting a lot of stuff done so it's pretty amazing technology nowadays of course it all depends on um how good the the fiber is in your neighborhood i can't imagine if we were still on dial-up could you <laughs> no i couldn't well you know what's what's funny my uh, my 
my twin sisters are 13 years younger than me and one of the, I was talking with one of them yesterday about uh, as the conversation went towards like what would this have been like uh, pre-internet and I'm like man it would well the the world before the internet we first got internet in my house when I was 13 so I grew up without it so I remember what that was like um but to be going through this thing currently that we're in with the, the, the coronavirus deal would be without internet would be uh, it would be different. That's for sure. Yeah, We'd be watching be cable a lot of TV. TV. Lot we of get TV. everything cable. Yep, that would be it. So, um, but anyways, listen, we're we're all hunkered down here, and we thought instead of listen, I, I think that uh, I, I know I don't know about you. I've been <clears> finding myself. I usually focus on the positives, generally speaking, in life. I especially here lately each day am finding myself. seeing seeking out more and more just positive things to read because if you get too far into the news and what's going on, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's important to keep up with it, but I've been finding myself just really, really focusing on more positive things and finding fun things to distract myself from the, uh, the news and, and all of that. And so we thought today a, f- a fun thing we could do on behind the Braves presented by Billy Reed would be to talk about our favorite baseball movies. We each made our top five list. We have not told each other what those lists are are and we just thought that'd be a fun little debate or thing we could talk about um we'll get into that first another thing uh, speaking of fun things that uh, we you can do to to focus on something other than the the negative stuff that's going on out there uh as we're recording this this should drop on thursday april 2nd uh tomorrow as we're recording this friday april 3rd will be the uh, the braves at home opener like literally at home and it's going to be across all of the brave social channels uh it's going to be starting at 5 30 it's going to be on all social channels there's going to be interviews with braves general manager alex anthopoulos with snit with freddie freeman uh, we're going to have some fun videos that are going to go out in the midst of this uh, i know where i see i think we got the freeze racing i think we got timothy miller is going to sing the anthem we got all kinds of stuff going on and it should be a fun day we're going to hear, as I mentioned, you hear from Freddie. Hopefully, maybe we'll hear from some from some other players, some messages from them and how they're doing as well. Uh, Greg, I think this is going to be, you and I, just before we started recording this, we were on a big conference call where we were talking about uh, some other things coming up that we'll, we'll get into in the coming weeks and days. But uh, we were also talking a little bit about this at-home opener. I'm, I'm pretty pumped about this. I think it's it's we're making the best of this, and we're trying to keep all you folks out there entertained. But uh, I think it's going to be a fun day tomorrow, the virtual at-home opener opener well i'm i'm real excited about it i have missed baseball i didn't get my full fill of spring training and then now we're we're looking at uh just ways to keep baseball alive and well uh, every day obviously through the movies is a great way to do it but uh, there's nothing that beats live or real baseball games i mean they're always a, a movie unto themselves no, you never know what's going to happen but you know one thing i realized is that is that uh i've been a little down i think because of all this i didn't realize what a people person i really am and i think with all the stuff that's been going on of course you know i love my wife and and my youngest daughter is here at the house and been able to you know have a lot of fun with them and enjoy being with them but i realize all the other people in my life that i've not been connected to of these last three or four weeks and it's got me down a little bit so i just want to say that to encourage everybody you might not realize that you're 
uh, as a much a people person um, too. And so use this as a way to reach out to some of your other Braves fans. Give them a call. Tell them what we're getting ready to do. It should be a lot of fun. I know John Smoltz is going to kick it off with a welcome to everybody um, from his home. And I just, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be great. I think it's uh, something that we all need to see, see some baseball, talk about baseball. And, and I think we're going to start, like you said, we're going to start on, unveiling some things here through the course of this month while we're all riding it out. Uh, but use the time to, to call up some of your friends, say hi, figure out Zoom and, and uh, Skype and all that on your computer and, and so you can see a face and, and uh, touch base with everybody. I know it's helped me. Um, we could have easily just done this over uh, audio, but I'm glad we're seeing each other because that helps me. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you too, buddy. I will say I'm really, really glad we got the, the the cameras going. It's not like we need to have the cameras going for this, but it feels more like our our normal routine, and it just feels better to be able to actually see you and look at you, like because this is how we do this. We've been doing this for gosh, this fall will be two years we've been doing this, and we've, for 50-some, we're in the mid-50s now as far as our number of episodes, and mm. so to be able to look at each other, this actually feels like our, uh, how we, we normally do it, so it's it's good, and to, to your point there, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bummer, and I found myself getting down about <clears> some <throat> things, particularly missing sports, and especially baseball, uh, but the, the bright side, the flip side of that is, it's kind of given me a chance to, it's, it's made me want to maybe reconnect with some folks and talk with some of my friends at length and maybe when during the norm course of a normal season i only talk to them every now and then and for shorter amounts of time but we were all like conference calling and and uh group texting and all that so it's it's been it's been good i've done more nice. jigsaw puzzles in the last week than i have in the first <laughs> 35 years of my life i can yeah. tell you that but that's actually been good that's been uh the good supposedly <laughs> your brain uh gets i don't know if it gets bigger but supposedly it makes your brain stronger by doing puzzles so by the time i get back to atlanta and you and i see each other in person like i might have to stop by the clubhouse store and get new hats and everything my brain is <laughs> new not, hat size yeah I like it's, it. it's not going to fit through the gates at truest park by the time i'm done all with right. all these puzzles but uh but yeah definitely check out uh, all of the uh all the stuff that's going to be coming out on the brave social channels tomorrow and again as part of the brave social team we're, we're we hope we think we've we've been coming up with some fun stuff our creative team has been doing these um these uh almost i put i'm doing the air quotes almost real selfies with baseball player or braze players we've done three of those those have been a lot of fun on uh, on twitter uh we've had uh some folks sending in their backyard baseball videos which we've either put classic braves broadcasters calls with those videos or this week we had ben ingram uh, who we've had here on the podcast we had him do some custom calls for those uh, and that's been really fun and we got some other stuff we're going to announce here soon. So we've been turning out a lot of content that hopefully is keeping you all entertained. And it's definitely it's kept us busy, kept us working, keeping our, our creative juices flowing and, and and all that good stuff. So, you know, if you haven't been tuned into the Brave Social channels, go ahead and check them out. We, we are still working and we're working every day and putting out stuff every day. So uh, with that being said, with that being said, so I, I want to. All right. Let me see. I think I should preface this this baseball movies thing with this. 
Greg and I are not, well, at least I'm not a movie critic or reviewer, and I don't think Greg is either. We are not sitting here going to tell you that these are the best baseball movies ever made as put together. Like, who would do a list? Like, like Rolling Stone puts out a lot of lists, music lists, and that kind of thing. We're not saying that. This is like, just for me anyway, this is just my top five favorite <laughs> baseball movies that I like. Uh, there are movies I've left off my list that it pained me to do so that most critics would say some of these movies I've left off are definitely better movies than the ones that are on my list. I'm not going to dispute that. I'm just saying these are my fav favorite. Mm. And I'm guess I'm assuming that's how your list is too, correct? Well, yeah. I mean, there's obviously different types. There's the spoofs, yep. you know, baseball spoofs. There's the comedies. And then there's the uh, romantic comedies. Mm -hmm. And then there's the true stories. So if you notice, my list is going to be more towards the true stories, even though I do like you know, I do like some of the, the comedies and, and I, yeah, I do want to mention some of the, the honorable mention ones when we get done or, you know, as we go through it, cause I think it's important, <clears throat> but I, I just think it was interesting as I was trying to kind of shape my list on, and I just, the overarching theme was, okay, these are, a lot of these are true stories and they, they played a part in my, somewhat my, my career. So you'll see a theme of these all I relate to because they were a part of my career. So, okay, not necessarily the time, but just that I, you know, you'll, you'll see. But okay. that, that's kind of why I, I narrowed it down. This is I, just from what you're saying. And again, we really don't know each other's lists, but I love what you just said there because I have a feeling if yours are more towards the true side and less on the comedy, then I think our lists are going to be very different, which is good. <laughs> okay. That's kind of what I was hoping all for. Right. And I again, I want to. I really wanted to preface that with saying I'm not saying these are the best baseball movies ever made. These are just my favorite because I know some folks that are, are going to be so mad at me for some of the movies I've left off my list because they're just going to be like, how could you possibly leave this movie off? And I'm like, I, I just a lot of these for me, I'll be honest with you, are uh, a few of them, especially the top three all came out around the same time. And I just happened to see them at a point in my life where they really they stuck with me. I think that was a big part of it of my list is when did I actually see these movies so oh okay so with that being said I'll tell you what let's we're gonna count down from five to one and we'll we'll, we'll alternate here so let's see I know for me five was my toughest one because that was like the last slot so what what would what is your fifth uh, most favorite baseball movie Greg McMichael well I have to preface the reason why this one's not higher is because it's about the stinking Yankees okay okay good reason and that's the only reason and I hated to put it on there but but it was it was a really cool movie it's called 61 mm. and it's a it's a story and Billy Crystal who's a huge uh, Yankees fan it was released in 2001 he produced it. it's a story of Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris trying to beat uh, Babe's record of, of 60 home runs and so it and what was compelling about it to me is number one their relationship which I thought was pretty special because, you know, you have Mickey Mantle, who's larger than life, and you have Mar Roger Maris, who's this, you know, really quiet kind of country kid from North or South Dakota. I can't remember where he's from. It's one of those two states and who uh, avoided the spotlight. But the year before, he's the MVP. He beats out Mantle for the MVP. And and uh, it's just it's really just a cool relationship. And um, uh, just the movies about the relationship, but also just how it tears, you know, Roger Maris is apart. But, but what's interesting about it to me is it starts 
in um, in the in the late nineties when um, Mark McGuire is chasing the, uh, Roger Maris's record, and so it shows Roger Maris's family. He's he since passed away. It has his wife, uh, has his sons, his daughters, and they're going to the stadium to see if McGuire McGuire's hit like sixty one. He's hit sixty, I think, at this point or sixty one, and uh, they're looking to see if he's going to break it. And so it, it starts there. And of course, that's a that's a pivotal point in in. Major League Baseball because I was still playing at the time, and and we are coming off the strike where you know baseball you know the fans weren't real happy with us they weren't happy with the game they weren't happy with owners the players and so you see this whole kind of metamorphosis of the game they get the fans and everybody gets caught up in in Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa battling out like like Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle did so many years before that. So it starts there and it just, I don't know, I just think it's a great movie. There's so much going on. And, and um, so anyway, I've got that as my number five. And there was, there was one great quote out of it that I, I tried to pull a quote from each one of them, but um, Roger Maris had just hit 59. And he comes and sits down on the bench next to Mantle. And Mantle looks at him and says, what happened? I was on the John. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, you read some stories about Mickey. Mantle. like, dude, I just hit 59, my 59th home run. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, you know what? That one did not make my list, uh, but it's it's one I've seen. That's another thing we'll get into. I, I started, We started looking through this, li- or we both were looking through these lists, and I was like, holy crap, there's so many movies I haven't seen. Um, but that is one I have seen. It did make my list, but it's definitely a good one. It was in my in my thoughts for, for my list. The asterisk, which is one of the hard, I cannot say that word, but that's one thing I love about 61 is on the movie poster and all of that for it. It's got the 61 with the little, uh, the asterisk uh, there yeah. on it, which was such a, I mean, as another one of those things that just wasn't fair to Roger Maris, I don't think was, uh, but I'd love that for the movie that they put that on the, the 61 yeah. logo, uh, because right. that's a big part of the story. It's like, well, yeah. the, the number of games it took him to hit 61 as opposed right. to the right. breaking the record. Um, I know. Come on. It's just like, yeah. you know, you can use the dead ball, you can use the bat. It's, yep. you know, that's just, that's petty stuff. But I mean, what, what he went through, he should, he should, um, he should have made him a golden asterisk and given it to him. I agree. Cause that guy, they, they hounded him and he, hair was falling out. Just crazy stuff. It, it was, but it's a great movie. I didn't realize that came out in 2001. Darn, yeah, I thought it was like 2005. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Who was it? Barry Pepper played uh, Roger Maris. Oh, yeah. He did a great That's job, right. too. Yeah, yeah. Fun, fun fact, Barry Pepper uh, also played ESPN made a not as great uh, movie. I mean, credit to them for trying, but they they made the a movie about Dale Earnhardt uh, a few years after that, his life and death. Okay. And Barry Pepper played Dale Earnhardt, and he did a pretty good job, but it was uh, not the best movie I've ever seen. I'll say that. <laughs> Anywho, all right. So the not my number five. Now this was the my top three, which we'll get to obviously later. Those three, I I had no problem. I knew what those three were going to be. I knew what order they were going to be. I was solid. It was four and five where I was really having a tough time because there's like. I don't know, maybe 10, maybe not that many, but uh, quite a few that I could have put in either of these slots. Now, number five was the the hardest one. I've changed my mind 
Oh gosh, every day for the last few days, I've I've, I've woken up with a different choice. So. Uh, Kevin Costner, in my opinion, has made three great baseball movies, and they're all three very different from one another. Um, and I've, and spoiler alert, only one of them made this list, and it's going to be the number five one. And I've changed my mind a bunch of times. Field of Dreams is is a great movie. I love the movie, but uh, it ultimately came down to the other two. I know it's going to surprise some folks that For Love of the Game uh, is in there for me. Um, I for love of the game. I love that movie. I love the baseball part of the movie. I don't love the romantic part of it as much, but I think the baseball part of it, with Vin Scully calling the the game that progresses throughout the movie, while mm-hmm. inning by inning he has a flashback and it goes chronologically while he's going. Billy Chapel is going for a perfect game. Uh, so that was in contention, but ultimately I, I was just if I have to if I only have one slot for Kevin Costner, I had to go with Bull Durham because I just thought if there's one movie if I had to pick one of those three that I want to watch over and over again. It's probably Bull Durham just because it makes me laugh. I mean, the first of all, it's minor league baseball, and I think that the the nods to minor league baseball and what life is like is kind of a, is, is good. Uh, the meetings on the mound uh, are just hysterical to me. Um, <laughs> the cast is great. I was thinking back to when we had Snit on behind the Braves and how uh, Crash had used, or Kevin Costner had used one of Snit's gloves in the movie and how cool that was. So ultimately, I went with the went with comedy and uh, yeah, Bull Durham was is number five for me. Well, um, that's that's interesting because there that one's on my list as well. So that was my only comedy that made the list, <clears throat> and the big reason is that I actually played for that team a couple years after the movie, but I played against them. That movie came out in 1988, and that's when I was drafted, and I was actually playing for the Indians in Kinston, North Carolina, and um, and so the D- Durham was in in the uh in the league and so we went out there to travel so i think the movie came out in june and uh by the time i got to i was drafted so by the time i got there was like july and so being able to play in that ballpark after having heard so much about that movie uh was pretty was pretty amazing so i did put that on my list is it four is it number four on your list um actually it's um well you don't tell me where it is if it's not four we'll get yeah yeah no, 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 it's not four. Okay. It's not four. Okay, well, what's all right, so what's what's number four for you then? <clears throat> yeah, so I have Moneyball down as number four. Really? Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah, and Moneyball came out in 2011, but, you know, the movie is really about the 2002 team in Oakland. Um, those guys that were playing on the team, you know, of course, they, they set a record 20 games in a row that they won. They won the AL West. They had a great team. You think about the guys, Eric Chavez, Tim Hudson, David Justice, Jermaine Dye, Miguel Tejada. Unbelievable players on that team. And that's just the name. I mean, they had more. But it's funny when you watch the movie, they make it seem about some first baseman who just had a great on bat, you know, on base percentage. So that's the one thing I didn't like about it. But what I loved is that I knew all those guys because I was actually on that team in 1999. 
I was traded at the deadline for Kenny Rogers. And so I, I knew Billy Bean, um, Art Howe was there. And then, of course, you know, Jermaine died and David Justice, former Braves teammates. Uh, Tim Hudson was a rookie there in 99. So they had an unbelievable uh, foundation for a, just a great squad. So not surprising that they won the AL West. But, you know, I always, always uh, say, you know, Hollywood never, never let the details get in the way of a good story, right? Because you know, you make it. They made it. They had a narrative that they were trying to portray, and not that Billy Bean wasn't great. I love this one quote. He says, "There are rich teams and there are poor teams. Then there's fifty feet of crap, and then there's us." <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Moneyball didn't make my list, but I think I don't know when it was that it might have been one of the times we've had Alex Anthopoulos. Um, on behind the Braves, the my favorite scene from that movie, the scene that I love, is the scene where Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill, or, or Billy Bean, his assistant, are in the office and they're trying to pull off a trade and they're calling like all the different GMs and basically playing one against the other and it's all just happening really, really quickly in the span of a few minutes, just arranging this whole trade. I guess I'm fascinated by that one scene because for me, I've always just the, I would be so bad as a general manager or a salesman or anything in that type of deal. So I'm envious of people that are, that are gifted at that and have the art of, mm-hmm. of being, because to me, it is an art. You know, my grandfather was a car salesman for 50 years and just his, his ability to sell anybody, anything was amazing to me because I don't have that. I don't have it. So to be somebody that can be a salesman, which I think is a, kind of a lot like being a general manager and and playing people against each other, negotiating all of that uh, is just so fascinating to me. So that movie, you know, I watched it once and I liked it. It was it was good. Uh, but that one scene I really, really love from Moneyball just because to be a fly on the wall dur- during a GM and his staff trying to uh, work their way through a deal, trying to make a deal happen, I think is fascinating. So, um, Yeah, I've also appreciated what Alex has said in the past when we brought that up before. He said, you know what? We have to deal with these people. I have to deal with other peers and general managers uh, throughout my whole career. So I'm not going to try to stick it to somebody because I know that I've got to deal with them maybe next year or I got to deal with them next month. So they try to, you know, it's you can't really be the used car salesman in the room because eventually nobody wants to deal with you. Right. So, uh, so I know that that's really not necessarily always the that's not the way it is because the guys that they do treat their other peers that way they're not around very long so i think uh, that was interesting to hear but it's funny how they can make that seem seem like they're they're trying to you know all right we can let's we can steal this guy away from them because they don't really know what they got and all that i just i don't know how how much you know how real that is but they did definitely try to portray that well the thing you know the thing is we'll never get a gm or at least a current (laughs) one to admit that that's how that that's they ever talk like that maybe you get one that's a former <laughs> yeah. gm then they might talk like that yeah but you that's never right. know. Yeah. okay so let's see what are we on we're on to my number four okay this one is definitely uh, very much a product of when it came out uh in the early 90s in my age at the time i think and i'm gonna look this up right now because if i'm right about this uh let's see da, 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 da. yes okay so oddly enough, there's just the the funny thing. You were a rookie in the ma- major leagues in 1993. 
so the movie, my number four on the list, Rookie of the Year, came out July 7th of 1993. <laughs> definitely oh my more of a kid's movie, definitely. Yeah. But I was a kid when it came out. I had literally, let's see, it came out July 7th, so I just turned 10 uh, oh, when, this, okay. when this movie came out. <clears throat> and I think for folks of my generation, it's one of the favorites. Uh, really? Okay. I, well, maybe not. I could be wrong there. I could be wrong there for me. Anyways. Well, if you were ten, I could see why it would be. I mean, it was it was a big hit at the time. Um, yeah. Actually, a little fun fact: so my favorite character in the movie is played by uh, Daniel Stern. He's the uh, the pitching coach, the eccentric pitching coach, and he's kind of like a supporting character. But he actually directed this movie, in addition to having the the funniest mm-hmm. part in it. Uh, John Candy has a little cameo as the announcer, which is oh, great. Yeah. Uh, Gary Busey is Gary Busey in this movie, <laughs> uh, but he's playing kind of the the pitcher towards the end of his road and of course the star is henry uh, rowan gardner uh that's that's the character's name obviously the guy who played him who i, I think his name was what, thomas ian nichols something like that later went on to be one of the people in the american pie series among other things uh but rookie of the year for that time in my life it was uh henry on base like when he gets on base because he signed as a pitcher but when he gets on base and he's he's taunting the, the big pitcher and saying pitcher's got a big butt pitcher's got a big butt that kind of thing <laughs> And at that time, I was still playing little league, not very well, but I kind of, I think I probably identified with uh, the kid who wasn't that great, wasn't wasn't that good in the in the little league, and then all of a sudden he became really good uh, by a twist of fortune. Um, But yeah, rookie of the year for me, it's just it's more of, I don't know how rewatchable it is for me, but for me it's more of kind of. It came out at a time back then when I was a kid and it first came out on home video on VHS tape, <laughs> dating myself there a little bit. <laughs> I definitely rewatched it a lot back then just because I, I loved it. Um, so, yeah, as I mentioned at the outside of this, this one just it, it's I have kind of um, uh, not not romanticize it. It's like kind nostalgia. of a, nostalgia. Nostalgia. Thank you. It's very, very nostalgic. It takes me back to that that time in my life, that summer when it came out and all my friends, everybody had seen it and we talked about it and uh, would quote lines from it so so yeah that one that one holds a special place for me again i think there's plenty of other baseball movies that have been made that are better than that one but that one just it holds a little place in my heart oh yeah I can understand that. I get always get that one confused with Little Big League. Yeah, and Little Big League, same, similar deal. Around the same time, uh, is that I'd, the one where he breaks his arm? No, and that's then ro- he goes out. He could, that's rookie of the year. Ro- okay, yeah. that's rookie of the year. Okay. Little Big League, I believe, is the one with the twins or the kid. Oh, he owns the team. Yes, he owns the team. Okay, yeah, that's right. I did not see okay. Little Big League until I was an adult. Uh, <laughs> I've mentioned my time in the MLB fan cave here before. I won't go into all of that, but. I was in there with uh, a young lady named Lindsay who was a she's from Minnesota and she's a big Twins fan. And so for her growing up in Minnesota, she loved Little Big League. So we watched it one night in the, in the fan cave and that was my experience seeing. It. Good movie. It's probably one of those ones had I seen it when it came out when I was younger than I probably would would like it, but uh, but yeah, it came out. There are a few movies like that that came around came out around that time in the 90s so. oh yeah oh yeah that's all right. right all right greg mcmichael's okay. number three what you got i am going with million dollar arm okay all right did you see that one that is one that was on my list that when when i sat down here uh, and I was going through, I Googled baseball movies just to, because I listed out all the ones off the top of my head. And then I was like, all right, which ones have I missed here? That's one of the ones on my list that I haven't seen yet. That stars John Hamm, really? right? Yeah. Yeah, That that's uh, another, I think it's another Disney. Uh, it was released in 2014. 
Um, and it's about this agent basically down and out. He, he gets, keep, keeps getting his players taken from him. It's kind of one of those things like, Oh man, did you sign with that guy? <laughs> like, so now he's out of talent and he tries to come up with a new, some sort of new business. Wants to drum. He comes up with the idea of trying to find a, uh, you know, like a talent search in India for the next cricket for a cricket player that could be considered a pitcher in the big leagues. So he does this million dollar arm contest in India. And this is a true story. It's pretty, it, it ends up uh, phenomenal and it gets crazier. So these two guys, Dinesh Patel and Rinku Singh, uh, they, they end up getting picked. They go over there for, I don't know, a month or two months. I can't remember. He brings them back with an, uh, with a friend or something. I can't remember. They, so three of them come back. They, live with the agent and he and he starts trying to teach them how to play the game of baseball uh, and they'd never play they didn't know how to put a glove on they didn't uh, they didn't know how the game worked they were cricket players and so he's it's a story goes but they're they're trying to teach he's trying to teach them he's getting them this trying to get them in front of scouts and picking the right time when is it ready so he ends up um, uh Get, getting these two guys signed by the Pittsburgh Pirates, and they both play in the minor leagues. One plays for two seasons, one plays for three, uh, gets as high as A ball. I thought it was interesting. You know, of course, they're very, very poor, and they came back, and one of the guys, and of course, this is a true story. I, I think it, what's amazing about it, the one guy, Dinesh, I was reading his story a little bit further. He went on to compete in the javelin for his country, and his parents were in a really tough situation, you know, I don't know, because of the caste system and stuff that goes on there in India. There wasn't a lot of pride, you know, being from a poor family, but when he goes back, he gets picked, and he makes the team, he gets signed professionally, he goes back. It really kind of lifts the spirit of his family, because he had been sent to live with his grandmother, because his parents' situation was so bad. Well, he ends up going back and teaching baseball, and and like I said, becoming javelin and thrower and, and compete. So it's a really cool story how, how it ended up. And uh, this the other guy seeing, you know, after he plays, he's now a WWE wrestler. Really? He got he got signed by WWE and since 2018 he's been wrestling, which is which is just fascinating to me. The sequel is going to be great. <laughs> that movie, man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's awesome. But anyway, it, it's a great story. It's it uh, you know, makes you cry to see these guys that they they uh, work so hard and come from nothing they're so excited and they learn about the game of baseball and you know it's what an unbelievable feat to go from knowing nothing within a year and you're now you're pitching to scouts and you end up getting signed and you pitch in the minor leagues i mean that's just that's incredible and they were throwing i guess about 90 miles an hour of course you know back then that was um you know that was good enough i think one of them may have been left-handed so that was pretty pretty darn good well, that's interesting. So that's because that's so high. Well, on your list, first of all, and kind of high up on your list, I, I'm definitely gonna have to check that out then because it's yeah. uh, it's just one that I I have not seen. I like John Hamm. I loved Mad Men, uh, and I've liked stuff that he's been in. So I, I'll have to check that out. So that's I wasn't expecting that to be honest. I thought uh, yeah. I, I wasn't expecting you either of us to have one that recent on here. So that's cool. That's very cool. Mm -hmm. All right. I love those stories. I love those stories of uh, you know rags to riches or. Or, you know, against all odds that are, you know, that actually they happen in real life. Those make for a great sports movie, if done properly. Oh, yeah. They certainly do.
Okay, so that was your so million dollar arm is your number three. Okay, my number three is the the only one on my list that um, it's inspired by a true story, and it's a mixture of everything. It's got comedy in it, but it's it's a good story and a serious story uh, as well. Um, my parents took me to see this in the theater when it came out. I think it came out. I'm not looking it up, but I'm going to say it came out in 92. Uh, a League of Their Own is number three oh, on my okay, list. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hanks' portrayal of Jimmy Dugan <laughs> is not just baseball-wise, but one of my favorite movie characters ever. Yeah. That's that's another thing that definitely made up my list in these top three movies of mine. Some of the characters are just some of my all-time favorite movie uh, characters. Uh, but A League of Their Own, of course, I mean, most people are probably familiar with it. it it's inspired by the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League that was started mm-hmm. when the, the United States was in, in World War II. And um, it inspired by the, these ladies that were a part of this league that was around for, I, I, I think, over a decade, I believe it was. Um, mm-hmm. I know that the movie was selected for... Uh, uh, by the, the United States National Film Registry, by the Library of Congress, as being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. So that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. But first of all, Jimmy Dugan, is, that character, he's just so funny. <laughs> I was watching my family and I was on TV the other night, and it is very rewatchable. It's a movie, every time I see it's on, I'm just, whatever part of the movie, whatever point it's at, I'm going to watch the rest of it. Um, <laughs> he's just, there's so many one-liners. Of course, there's no crying in baseball is like, that's an all time great oh yeah, that yeah we all know all, i like the name all the way may all the way may madonna's <laughs> great in the movie i mean all the characters are great in it yeah she's good um but him like oh you know let's not go to this world series without Stillwell's toys like that um <laughs> i won't say what he signs the baseball for the kids because that's a little pg a little too r-rated that's for the behind right. the braves podcast but um <laughs> he's just so good in that movie and then the serious side of that story and the way that it's told of what these ladies did and what they accomplished and then how they are ultimately recognized in Cooperstown um, is just so great and I think some of the authenticity of the movie I mean the uniforms and everything they're wearing or that's it's oh, yeah. spot on that's a good story I love I wish they would have taught Tom Hanks how to chew tobacco a little bit better oh that wasn't I mean to me chewing tobacco is pretty gross and it looks pretty gross in the movie to me uh, so just uh, chewing and spitting it all over himself just spit well he spits it on the one guy's shoe too at that one point you know Uh, my my one complaint with this movie and i'm not alone in this i've talked with other people about this is at the end i'm and sorry spoiler alert the movie came out almost 30 years ago so if you haven't seen it by now then i don't (laughs) think i need to give you a spoiler but i'll give you a spoiler at the end i'm convinced that Dottie dropped the ball on purpose to let Uh, kit win and i don't like that because kit's just a brat through the whole movie but she is a brat but you know, if she able, if she's able to come through and outshine the big sister at the end. Okay, that's fine. But I still yeah. feel like her big sister dropped the ball on purpose, and that that bugs me. Well, like that. she knew that that uh, Kit was always in her shadow. She was the better athlete, and she was trying to give her her moment so for the sake of their for the sake of their relationship. So I get it. No, I don't like it. Nope, I don't like it. Don't like it at all. <laughs> hey, who's the yeah. scout? Who's oh, John Lovitz. Called? He's great. Yeah, the, John. He's mm-hmm. in the wedding singer too. Flat out the best, <laughs> the best, the best scene when uh, uh, this is changing subjects. <laughs> but when Adam Sandler's singing, singing the song that he made up. 
after the girl dumped him and and he's he's backstage and he's watching him just melt down and he has that look on his face like what in the world is happening to this guy <laughs> that's good. i haven't seen the wedding singer in a long time oh, that's um, another yeah uh yeah well, let's see there's so many good parts in the league there I've, i wasn't thinking about it, but john lovitz has the scout with the cigar hanging out of his mouth oh, and he's yeah. just grumpy and crotchety and yeah. a, definitely he plays a smart that role well he, he nails it yeah he's he's <laughs> uh again every line i wanted to recite some of his lines but everyone i'm thinking of i don't think i can repeat here on this podcast so <laughs> uh but yeah league of their own for me number three uh, i just love the movie the music in the movie is really really great uh uh, I mean, just everything about that movie aesthetically the, is pleasing. Uh, it's so well shot. Um, you know, sometimes with these time, like these period pieces, and when it's inspired by, again, I'm doing the the air quotes by a true story. I feel like you can look at the movie, and if you know anything about what happened with the real subject in real life, you can kind of pick it apart a little bit and see mm-hmm. some inaccuracies. This is one where I watch it, and I feel like everything I'm looking at feels like it's the 40s, like it's that that time, yeah. and every right. all the little details, it feels like they nailed it. So yeah, that's my that number three. Good. Yeah, good choice. Good choice. Okay, my number two, I'm going back to Bull Durham. There it is. Um, like I said, that one has a lot of a lot of nostalgia for me. There was a lot going on in my life at the time, and just seeing that ballpark come to life after watching it on the on the theater screen, and and then actually being on that mound, being in that dugout, looking at that bull, and uh, it was pretty funny. One of my favorite quotes in that movie is, um, "Crash comes out to the to the mound, and Nukes just like." Lelouch is just like shaking his head. And he goes, that sucker teed off on me like he knew it was going to throw a fastball. And Crash says, yeah, he did know. And he goes, how? He goes, I told him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's classic minor league. You know, we, we would always, we always had our, uh, we suspected, you know, we always wanted to make sure our catchers really liked us because you never knew when, you know, this somebody would be like, okay, you don't want it. And I, I got that feeling maybe once or twice in my career with Charlie, with uh, with Charlie O'Brien. Charlie was, was a veteran catcher. This, of course, this was in the big leagues. And one time I shook him off. I, I, I think I was, yeah, I was a rookie. Or it was, no, no, I'm sorry. It was my second, second or third year. And he was one of those guys, he was one of the great catchers. And I shook him off once or twice. I can't remember what it was. And then he just he just put his hands down. He goes, Come on, whatever, whatever you want. And he and he wouldn't give me a sign anymore. <laughs> it, the rest of the inning he didn't give me a sign. <laughs> I was like, oh crap. I hope he's not telling him what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. That's such a cool perspective on it that you got drafted when the movie came out, and then you were shortly thereafter living the the minor league lifestyle. That, that's such a wow. That's such a cool perspective on it. I hadn't thought about it from that that way. And that you were on that mound. Was there an extra when you the first time you set foot on that that mound in Durham? There was definitely a little extra. Not not I'm not nervousness. That's not at all where I'm going with this. I mean, just like oh, this is kind of this is cool. This is where this movie was filmed and that kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, seeing the bull, I don't, I don't ever mem- remember anybody winning a stake off of me, but, uh, <laughs> well, but it good. was certainly, it was certainly interesting. Of course, that was the first time that I 
played in front of a crowd. You know, they had uh, dollar beer nights and all the colleges that were there between Duke, Wake Forest, Chapel Hill. Man, those students showed up for those games. There were five, five plus thousand people a night there in an A-ball park. That place was rocking. And downtown Durham. So that was just an unbelievable atmosphere. And then um, we had some great guys on that team, too. But, uh, but it was a lot, a lot of fun, and yeah, certainly the movie made made it more more nostalgic for me. And uh, of course, there's a lot of hokey stuff in there, but it is a comedy, so yeah, sure. Uh, but it but it's it's good one. So I had that on number two just because it brings back great memories for me. That's awesome. Well, that's an all time classic, and it's that one is one that I know on certain baseball movie lists. That one is one that a lot of people have number one. Uh, with oh, good really? reason. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a popular number one sh- uh, pick for a lot of people out there. All right, my number two is one that I doubt would be very high on many people's lists. Uh, other than I can tell you one person, Kevin McAlpin from Braves Radio Network. Um, he and I both absolutely just love this movie. And there's he and I sit next to each other in the press box at Truist Park during home games. And this is one, I would say more days than not, we are quoting this movie. Uh, we just love it. I think it's another one that came out around 92, somewhere in there. Uh, Mr. Baseball, uh, starring Tom Selleck, where he's kind of the washed up big leaguer and has to go play in Japan. Uh, for the uh, Chimichi yep. Dragons for a year and how he just hates it so much at first and then he kind of, of course, as the, the typical Hollywood story goes, you know, he, he adjusts and it becomes a, a great thing that he went there. Uh, but to me, it's just there's, it's like every line in the movie is is quotable for me <laughs> and that's why we quote it every day and it's just so funny and I'm a, I'm a big Tom Selleck fan anyways uh, but his, the, his character of Jack Elliott is just so funny and I don't have it in front of me i know that i think this one was loosely inspired by a big leaguer who went over there and played and they do have some nods to what it was like for americans or gaijins as they call them in the movie to go over there and play at that time um they're kind of fish out of water over there but in an effort to either keep their career going or or get it going as is the case with another character in the movie max who's played by dennis haysbert who um most of a lot of people now will probably recognize him from the uh, which insurance company is he the spokesman for all states Yeah, all state. Yes, yes. So he's he's in the movie as well, uh, but the relationship between between Tom Tom Selleck's character Jack Elliott and the manager, and then also the manager's daughter, and then his translator mm-hmm. Yoji is so funny. <laughs> yeah, um, better than the first hot foot he gives. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The hot foot uh, is great. Oh uh, my gosh. But yeah, yeah that's just, a good one. I, I just love that movie, and it's one I saw it when I was uh, a kid. And this will be applicable, too, for when we get to my number one. My parents were always pretty uh, lenient about what I could watch as a youngster. Of course, I was growing up around NASCAR tracks, around all adults, mostly men who worked on cars and whose tempers could run hot. So I was pretty – so hearing foul language or hearing foul things was nothing new to me. So my parents were pretty cool about seeing movies. And this one wasn't an R-rated movie, I don't think. I think it was PG-13, but um, (laughs) – But PG-13 back then was – Pretty, it was a yeah. little different. It was a little different, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a little uh, – they went a little further with it. 
it back then than they do now, I think. So, uh, but it's still just hysterical, and the, the baseball story part of it is pretty is pretty solid. You know how it plays out, uh, but it really comes back to I just that's one of my all time favorite movie characters is Tom Selleck as Jack Elliott. He's just such a a smart Alec, if you will, and uh, kind of a big leaguing people, especially in the first half of the movie. Uh, it's just I love that one. So that's Mr. Baseball is my number two. Yeah, very good. That's a good one. Are we All do, right, we did number, one? number one. All right. <laughs> that sounds All good. Right, that's yeah. my drum roll. Sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. So I've got to go with another Disney movie, and that's The Rookie. Okay. So uh, released in 2002. Obviously, Dennis Quaid plays the uh, former big league pitcher Jim Jimmy Morris from uh, from out in Texas, and I guess that. I mean, when you watch this show, the guy just comes out of nowhere. It's against all odds. He's a former minor league player that had a bunch of arm problems, never realized his career. You know, his dad's not a big, real supportive, wasn't ever real supportive of his baseball, thought he should be more practical. And now he's coaching a team and, and they're out in the middle of, <laughs> they're in this small town in Texas where they don't even have dirt. I mean, all they have is dirt for infield and outfield. So he's trying to teach these guys uh, about baseball. And, of course, his little boy's with him all the time, looks up to him. And for some reason, um, you know, you don't always hear – sometimes you hear these stories, but they don't happen very often where a guy gets hurt, takes a couple years off, and then all of a sudden he can start throwing harder than than he did when he played. And it's just not a little bit. I mean, it's like 10 miles an hour. So it's just a great story because he's having to deal with all this family situation. He's got young kids and his wife, they're not, they're both teachers. They're not making any money and how he wants to go off and, and, uh, and try it again. And his team's encouraged him. And it's just a great story. He ends up making the big leagues spoiler alert, but, uh, right, right. but I, I thought there was, there was one great quote. It says, I'm, I'm talking about, and, and this is the, the character, Jimmy Morris, or this is the, uh, Dennis Quaid's talking. He says, I'm talking about wanting things in life. I'm talking about having dreams and all that starts right here right here if you don't have dreams you don't have anything and and this is after they've just been waxed their first few games of the season and and he's really trying to get these kids to dream about something other than you know going to work and in, in uh, the oil fields or whatever but they, they can dream about baseball and, and being better and and uh, they end up turning around on him and say well you know what about your dreams and so that kind of starts the whole pursuit of him getting back <clears throat> Uh, playing baseball again but anyway it's a great story tearjerker but uh but i actually you know he played in 99 and 2000 so i was still playing i remember the story i was actually in the american league for a little bit and we faced tampa uh so i remember seeing him out there and uh, seeing him throw a little bit so great story so that's my number one it was interesting when you started describing it or laying the groundwork for it when you're talking about a guy who was in the minor leagues had arm problems or had you know had injuries and that kind of thing i'm like this sounds like the almost kind of the beginning to the greg mcmichael story a little bit like how it took you a little while to to break through and you had to bat you had to overcome a lot to make it to the big leagues and kind of came out of nowhere when you weren't expected to and made the team in 93 and that was really cool i i kind of felt like maybe you felt did you see a little bit of yourself in that maybe 
Yeah, I think anybody that's been through the minor league system, because think about it, there's thousands of guys. Uh, well, just just think about it. There's only 18,000 major league players that have ever put on a big league uniform. So just think about that number in the last 100 years. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not a whole lot of guys. And think about all the minor league guys that have actually been through with the dream of making the big leagues but never got there they've all had to fight through injury they got fight they had to fight through getting told no you're not good enough you're you know uh, we don't have room for you uh the numbers are against you right now and we got to go with somebody younger i mean all those thousands of minor league players that have gone through the system and then you know a guy that's gone out. So I think a lot of us have that story because uh, we weren't the bonus baby. We weren't the number one pick that went right up and got pulled up to the big leagues. It wasn't a top prospect, but we had to fight our way through the minor league system. And so I think that that movie resonates with a ton of us, especially when he when he gets called up and he's at he's at Arlington, he's at Texas Stadium and his wife comes down to see him and his little kid. He's in the bullpen. He's got the uniform on. And then all of a sudden he gets called into the game and they're all all his friends are there they're waiting for him to go through that door and so you know we all know what that feels like you know if you've been in a big league on a big league team you know what it's like to run out there on the field for the first time and to and to knock the dust off the rubber and to throw your first pitch and who your first hitter was that you faced it's just there's so much that comes back at you in that movie you're like whoa you just it's hard to describe because unless you've been there and done that it's really just it's just really hard but all those emotions kind of come back when you're watching that movie and to know the struggle that he went through and how he felt like you know this would never ever be a dream and then all of a sudden he sit there in Arlington and he's pitching and um, so it's, it's just it's just a great it does bring back a lot of great memories but I think Disney did a great job with this one I love that I when when we first started talking on this episode and you're mentioning that a lot of yours were true stories and as we got into your list a little bit, in the back of my head, I started wondering, like, I I was kind of thinking the rookie was going to be your top choice. I wasn't sure if it was that uh, oh, bold Durham, okay. but I was kind of thinking, not when, not before we started this episode, I had no idea what your list would be like. But as you're describing it, I thought, man, the rookie, that could be the one for him that's up there. So that's mm-hmm. cool. Uh, yeah. It's it's a great story. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you, Greg, I think that we talked with Peter Moylan about this when we had him on Behind the Braves about when is the movie of his story going to get made. And oh, yeah. at that time, sure. he was talking talking about how he was hoping to make the the Olympics with the Australian team and mm-hmm. I believe he's kind of said that you know this the Olympics being postponed till next year and everything I think that pretty much is that's he's not going to be able to to do it it's just that part of it is done uh, yeah. for him but I think that I still think that move the movie of the Peter Moylan story has to be made by somebody it's too good not to in my yeah. opinion I hopefully a Disney or somebody likes that like that picks it up and makes a movie like that like they did with the rookie because i think that that story uh is worth it worth worth telling well hey he's got an exotic land he's got the accent yep. he's got the atlanta braves there's just a lot of a lot of compelling parts to that story i'd love to see that made absolutely me too okay well well all right we're what down to got? my number one uh sticking with the comedy this is not just my favorite baseball movie it is one of my favorite movies of all time 
Uh, Major League is my number one. I love Major League it. so much. Yeah, it's just I. It's one I've seen that movie a zillion times. I was coming back from an MLB conference in New York uh, last season sometime, or I had to go up there to train somebody. I forget what it was, but I had to go to the New York office to to do something for for MLB. And on the flight back, I I swore to myself, I was like, all right, I'm. I didn't have any work to do on the flight. I was like, I'm going to watch a movie I haven't seen before. It's about a two hour flight or whatever. I'll watch a movie I haven't seen before. So I was scrolling through the list, and there was Major League, and I watched Major League for like the 300th time in my life instead of watching a new one just because I love that movie so much. Um, Lou Brown, the manager, one of my favorite all-time movie characters, as is Harry Doyle, as played by Bob Uecker. Uh Those two are just so freaking funny in the movie. Uh, the whole movie is hysterical to me. It's uh, a little crude at times, which is probably my style of humor uh, overall. Uh, the baseball part of that movie, I think, is great, too. I'm, I'm not, not in terms of the accuracy. Other than Charlie Sheen was a pitcher back in his younger days and could, I think, get it up in the mid-'80s. So the fact that he could actually throw a little bit was was good, uh, but the the story of the Indians and them coming back to and beating the Yankees mm. at the at the end is great. Uh, there's some former actual big leaguers that are that have some roles in the movie. I love that the the bad guy Clue Haywood. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm having a brain fart and I can't remember his real name, but he was a pitcher in real life, a big league pitcher. Oh, and, really? Okay. Yeah, and he plays the slugger in the movie. Um, uh, oh, Vukovic. Yes, thank you. Oh, that was going to drive Vukovic. me nuts. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I love that he's the big nasty uh, slugger yeah. in the movie. Yeah, he's got the big handlebar yeah. uh, mustache. How would you rate his tobacco spitting in that movie? He gets yeah, a pretty, pretty good. Yeah, pretty, a couple pretty good ones there, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah Major League is just, I, I love that so um, well, I'm going to bring up my, my MLB fan cave thing again, my experience there. While I was in there, one of the guests we had one day was Charlie Sheen. And he came in with Todd Zeal, former big leaguer Todd Zeal. They were promoting their new show. I think Todd was a, uh, a producer on the show. Uh, what was the show? It was after Two and a Half Men and after Charlie had the whole... Uh, you know, winning and the, that whole that whole era of his life, and he came back with that show, Anger Management, I believe it was. Oh wow! Okay. So, so they came in. They're promoting this show. And they, they, there was a group of, I believe there were seven of us in there at this point, and they told each of us, hey, we're going to film just a video with Charlie and Todd. Uh, all seven of you are just going to ask a question. So it'll be like the seven of us each get to ask one question, and then that'll go out on YouTube. And, you know, I don't know if they use it on MLB Network, whatever. Um, and I was... You know, there were seven of us, and we, we tried to delegate things to each of us, so we were all getting a fair shot. But that was one where I was like, look, I'm asking a question about Major League. So, there you, go. you know, if anybody else wants to, that's fine. But at that time, my question was, will there be, I've heard rumors, read rumors on the Internet of a third Major League. Now, I know they made Major League, Major League 2, and then they made one called Back to the Miners. I never saw that one, and I don't count that one as part of the, the series. Uh, but at that time, there was rumors they were going to make Major League 3. So I asked Charlie, I said, is there is there truth to that? And he goes, there is a script. And he goes, the, the, the plot of it is, uh, of course, he's playing Rick Vaughn, Wild Thing, and that he is now washed up and, and working as a car salesman. And that at the car dealership, uh, if you buy a car from them, then he'll then Rick Vaughn will play catch with your kid, and that's what he's doing at the outset oh, of it. God. And that, sounds like Eastbound and Down. Yeah, very much. Which if we were doing baseball shows, I don't know how many shows there are, but Eastbound and Down would be my number one. I love that show. Um, uh, but he mentioned that was, that was 
just bad. Oh, it's so bad, and in a good way. I love it. Um, oh my gosh! But apparently, I think the the central plot part of the movie is that the Indians have a young prospect out of Mexico who's a who's a pitcher who could, who's got a rocket for an arm, but not much control, and he kind of looks a little bit like Rick Vaughn. Mm. And it's revealed that R- it's Ricardo Vaughn. It's revealed that it's Rick, Rick Vaughn's <laughs> son from a one night stand in Mexico. Oh, so he's then comes on to coach him apparently. So, oh, okay. uh, but, but major league is just, um, to me, it's an all time classic. I've seen it. Like I said, I've seen it a zillion times. The it's got everything. It's got comedy. It's got the good baseball part. Uh, there's so many memorable characters. The owner, Mrs. Phelps is hilarious. Yes. Uh, My favorite part is when they have her cardboard stand up and they start peeling off the pieces. Yep. Off her dress every chance they win, every time they win. That was pretty classic. I mentioned that my parents were pretty lenient about what I saw as a kid. So I saw that movie pretty young and I was I was a fan of that scene as well. <laughs> Still am. Um, um, but gosh, I mentioned the manager, Rick Wild thing. Jake Taylor is kind of the the serious character and Renee Rousseau mm-hmm. and the love. So you got the love story there between those two. Willie Mays Hayes is hilarious. We mentioned uh, uh, Dennis Haysbert plays Pedro Serrano in Major league so he, oh, yeah he's got a minor character in both of my top two okay uh, roger dorn corbin Burnson's really really funny so my buddy uh one of my best friends will he uh he has i think he's got all three guys on he's got the major league poster and he's it's signed by charlie sheen uh corbin Burnson, and tom berenger he's got all three signatures nice. on that poster and uh yeah so i'm i'm very envious of that piece of memorabilia myself, so. major league's number one for me so uh, well, let's get good. let's get to some honorable mentions what are ones that you hated to leave off the list if you have all right so i'm gonna tell you the ones that would would never be on the list oh okay good i like that (laughs) all right okay so uh summer pitch no summer catch was it fever pitch fever pitch i was gonna say you're talking about the jimmy fallon movie yeah yeah but there's also one called summer catch with um Perez, um, the young heartthrob, uh, Perez Jr. I can't remember. He's like playing up in the Cape. Wait, wait, wait. Is it Freddie Prince Jr.? Freddie Prince Jr. Okay, I've never heard of this movie. Okay. Yeah, it's called Summer Catch, and he's he's up in the Cape playing, and he falls in love up there. So that's one that I would never... I would never have on my list. Uh, Another one would be the slugger's wife. (laughs) You know, I still never seen that, but my only, my only knowledge of that, because it's, it's, it involves the Braves. And I remember the late great skip carries because he, I think he and Pete and maybe Ernie all had cameos in it as themselves. And I think skip said it was uh, the quote was, I tried to find it before we started recording. Cause I figured slugger's wife would come up. (laughs) I couldn't find the exact quote, but to my memory, I think the quote was that skip said this, Having been in the movie himself, he said it was quite possibly the worst movie ever made. <laughs> so. and, and you won't like this, but my um, my other one would be uh, the Kevin Costner movie that um, for love of the game was for the love of the game, yeah. and only because Kevin Costner is kind of a whiny a whiner. So I had ah. knew some guys that were on in the movie, and they said that he would sit in the dugout after he had to throw some pitches and he would scream and say, somebody get me some ice. My arm is killing me. Oh, okay. All right. Well, now see, 
Now, see, he you're judging like this. Real you're judging this based on movie out uh, information outside the movie. So, hey, well, know. it bothered. I couldn't watch the movie. I'm yeah, just saying it fair. would never be on my list because I got tainted by it. You're, that's Every fair. time I see him, I got tainted. So you're, you're right. Anyway. You're right. You know what? No, you're right. You're right. That's fair. Oh, oh, and I have to bring up Bench Warmers one and two. Ah, okay. Well, that, the, those the, are not baseball movies. The fact that there, I didn't know there was a Bench Warmers two, and I've not seen either of them. Isn't that with like? <laughs> Like uh, Napoleon Dynamite and yes. Rob Schneider, and or is yes. Rob Schneider in it? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never yeah, saw he it. Is. He's the rich guy that that uh, funds their their game their team. But uh, it's bad. Okay, well, it's bad. just the fact that I've seen part of it is not very. I, I don't feel very <laughs> good about saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I had uh, for ones that I would not care to. See, I saw that uh, the Fever Pitch movie. I remember watching. When the Red Sox won the World Series in 04, of course, I was watching it live, and they break the curse. And watching it there on, on, I guess it was on Fox or whatever it was, I'm sitting there going, wait, why are Jimmy – we're watching the actual World Series celebration as it's happening live, and Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore are out there on the field, like, making out, and I'm like, what is happening? Why are they out there in the middle of all this? <laughs> and then you find out yeah. later they were filming a movie, and so they got them – that was kind of cool, I guess, that they were there for – they filmed, like, as – like part of the actual history and they changed the movie to fit that but i still never care to see that movie again mm -hmm. i don't I, yeah it, it didn't do much for me um <laughs> trying to think what are some of mine i'd leave off yeah slugger's wife i've not seen it but i've just read the reviews fever pitch i don't care to see again um i'll tell you one that's major league two i liked it's just it's just kind of a watered down version of the first there's memorable lines from it but it's it's just not not the same I'll tell you one that a lot of people say is an all-time classic, um, and it just didn't do it for me. And people are probably going to hate me for this, but the natural, I, it just didn't. Oh, really? Okay. I don't. I don't hate it, but it just didn't. I don't well, know why it just didn't do it for me. Field of Dreams is that one movie for me. Yeah. I just I didn't get it. I didn't like it at the time. Maybe because it's a Kevin Costner thing, <laughs> but I thought he did fine in the movie. But and I like Earl James James Earl Jones. He's phenomenal, but. I don't know. I just, that movie, it just didn't, I mean, I, I under, obviously I know the plot and I know what it was about, but it just didn't, people talk about that's the greatest baseball movie of all time. I do like the natural, but, um, but it, cause it had, had some dark, had a dark side to it, which was kind of weird. You never really understood really why she did it, right? why she shot him. But other than she just, she wanted to leave her mark. And when she found somebody that was going to be the best or ever was, she didn't like it. And I guess she wanted to, in a wicked type of way, take him out. But, uh, that was, I didn't see it till I was an adult and I had no idea about the plot. I just, I really didn't know anything about it other than, uh, uh, what's the name of the bat? Uh, wonder boy. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I Sad knew boy. The Savoy special. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I knew about the bat. Um, but other than that, I didn't really know much about it. And so I had no idea that that was the plot. And when that happens, I was kind of stunned yeah, by disturbed. it. Yeah. Well, just thrown off i just didn't expect it and i didn't know that's what the story was so i don't know something about it it just didn't didn't do it for me um so what are your honorable mentions then? okay uh the sandlot that's one that i didn't see until i was an adult had i seen it when it came out in the 90s with these other ones that made my list i think it would be on my list because i still enjoyed it 
having not seen it until much later in life, I still recognize that like this is a heartwarming story. And I made me, I made me, I wished I could have seen it when it came out when I was a kid, when I saw these like Rookie of the Year and that kind of thing, because I probably would have loved it because I still liked it as an adult. So I would have put that on there. Um, for love of the game, I, I, it's an honorable mention. I don't love the 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 rom com or not the rom com, the romantic part of it as much. Um, and it's a guilty pleasure a little bit because I don't think it would rank very high on mo- most people's list. Um, another man, a bunch of these movies came out in the '90s that were aimed at kids. When I was a kid, Angels in the Outfield it was a Disney movie oh, yeah. that was cool, had a good message, I think. Uh, let's see. Da-da-da-da-da. Oh, this is. I know this is not not a great movie, but uh, I liked The Babe when I was a kid with John. Gunn. Oh, that was yeah, that was you a good know. one. You know, I don't know how highly that would rank unless I liked it yeah, um, it was fun it was entertaining yeah one that i wanted to like a lot and i just couldn't because coming into it it had all of the elements of things that i like it involved the atlanta braves clint eastwood i love clint eastwood justin timberlake yeah. i like timberlake oh amy, yeah. A- amy yeah. adams i'm a big fan of hers <clears throat> uh trouble with the curve i wanted to like it so much because it had all the, the elements of things that I like. And it just, I'm not saying it was terrible, but it just, it didn't really, it just, unfortunately, it just didn't do it for me. So, yeah. Um, but I think I've mentioned all my honorable mentions. I mean, there's a bunch of other baseball movies we haven't referenced here, but those are, yeah, let's see. Honorable mentions for me, the two other Costner movies, Sandlot, Angels in the Outfield, uh, Major League Two, The Babe. That's that's probably it. You know, I still haven't seen 42, which I'm embarrassed to say. Oh, my gosh. I need yeah. to watch so, that. So that's one that's on my list for honorable mention because it's just it's made very, very well. And obviously it's a great story. And we all know about Jackie Robinson and all that he went through. That was that was phenomenal. But one, I think there's two more than I think you've overlooked. And okay. number one is eight men out. That's right. That's one of my that could have very easily been in my top five. Mm hmm. That's that's got um, some great great baseball. Obviously, it's about the Black Sox, right? Um, back when the gambling scandal, and uh, but I thought that that was done really well. Talks about Shoeless Joe Jackson and kind of the whole story of how that that came about. I thought that was pretty good. And uh, the final one is I, I just think this one <laughs> was great because it was when I was a kid. A Bad News Bears. Sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't. You know, Walter Matthau and, um, oh, who's the girl in it? Um, they, that it's, it's kind of crazy to think about, think about that movie now, what was going on. Sure. But, uh, Tatum O'Neill, right? Tatum O'Neill. Tatum O'Neill, yep. And they, you know, he's, it's just funny. I mean, there's some great characters in there. Kelly Leak, and uh, on that motorcycle he was riding, (laughs) that was phenomenal. Smoking a cigarette out there. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. uh, So that was that was an honest oversight on my part. Bad News Bears was on my honorable mentions list, and I just neglected to mention. So that's my bad on that one. Eight Men Out is one that uh, I know. It's one that I haven't seen. So I, you know, I had the thought before we did this of 
I was like, I could list out the ones that I know are quote unquote classic baseball movies that I haven't seen, and I could try to binge them real quick before we did this episode. And then I thought, no, you know what? I'm going to go into this with my experience up to this point, and then maybe based off of Greg's list, maybe I'll have a ranking of ones that I need to go see. Oh, uh, there and you I, go. And I think I've got some now, so I'll definitely go watch uh, Eight Men Out. And Forty Two has been on the list for a while. I just haven't watched it yet. Um, yeah, I mean, you had John Cusack in that movie, and mm-hmm. um, but the great baseball names: Happy Felsch, Kid <laughs> Gleason, uh, Buck Weaver. Uh, mm-hmm. There were some great, um, great baseball going on. Of course, you know it's kind of that uh, old school baseball, all the uniforms, and and uh, that's yeah. it's, it's pretty fun. So I never saw. I've still never seen Cobb. Was that that was Tommy Lee Jones? Yeah. Right? Did you ever see yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that good? Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, okay. it's really good. Well, I certainly have some. I time forgot on about my... that one. I yeah. completely forgot about it. There's a bunch of Yankee films, but I, I can only handle one of those. <laughs> yeah, what is there? The Pride of the Yankees, Bang the Drum, Bang the Drum Slowly. There's a few of those out there that I just I haven't seen that are older Yankees movies that I haven't seen. Uh, well, you know, I'll have to, I'll have to mention one more because uh, this one was funny when I was a kid. I had Richard Pryor, and it. it's called the Bingo Long Traveling All Stars and Motor Kings. Really, I've never heard of that. Yeah. One. You ever heard of that one? No, yeah, I 19, love Richard Pryor. 1976. It's about the Negro Leagues. Okay. And they're like a, you know, they're traveling kind of globetrotters type of, you know, remember when they used to barnstorm? Right. Back in back in the day uh, with the Negro Leagues and they would go around and play after the season. So it's kind of along that vibe. But yeah, it's funny and it, you know, it has some seriousness to it too as well, but it's a good it's a good show. I'll have to check that out. I love Richard Pryor. I mean, his stand-ups are like to me he's He's the greatest stand-up that ever lived, um, and yeah. and he, actually he Billy was in, D. Williams. Yeah, he was in a. You know, Richard Pryor was was also in a uh, a NASCAR movie back in the day. He played. It's based on a true story. He played Wendell Scott, who is a serious story too. He won. Uh, He's the first African American to win a NASCAR race back in the I think the '60s, maybe '70s, but I think the '60s. And because of the the the, the times and the things that were going on in the world at that point uh it wasn't recognized for a long time as an official win really? they took okay. it away from him yeah this is back in this had to have been the 60s with the the civil rights movement and hadn't wasn't quite in full swing yet and the discrimination that was happening so yeah that's that's interesting wow. so i did not know richard was in a, a baseball movie too i'll have to check that out it's very cool yeah. i hadn't heard of that one well and in brewster's millions oh yeah brewster's <laughs> millions yeah see there's another good one there's yeah. so many Oh my gosh! What was the uh, the Bernie Mac movie, Mister Three Thousand? Oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. That's not bad. There's so many. There's so many baseball. Baseball is, lends itself so well to to make such good movies. Just the the rhythm of it and the storytelling. Right. It's such a conversational sport, anyways. It's part of the reason why I love it so much. Just the game. It's it's so. It's a game you can sit there and it's conversational and it just lends itself well to the movie. So, well, Greg, this has been fun. This is our first foray into doing this remotely, and I think it, uh, I think it's gone pretty well. Well, assuming that all the audio actually recorded, I'll find out here shortly. Uh, <laughs> <I hope> so. <laughs> yeah, me too. Even, even if we got half of it, that'd be good. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I hope that uh, we've given you all out there listening an hour or so of uh, taking your mind off things. It's it's been nice just for me sitting here talking because I. Have haven't thought about the things going on out there in the world so i hope that that's been the case for you as well hope that you 
you and your family and your loved ones are doing well and staying safe and staying at home and, and finding fun ways to, to pass the time and, and all that. And we, I certainly, uh, we certainly wish you all the best out there. And, um, Greg, any final thoughts? No, stay safe. Um, you know, we're just trying to ride it out, make sure everybody doesn't take any risks and, uh, we'll be back and through this thing before you know it. So hope everybody's, uh, and, and join the good family time. Absolutely. And listen, we don't know when opening day will happen, but all we do know is that it will happen at some point and it will be, uh, it's going to be an extra special one. So in the meantime, stay safe for Greg McMichael. I'm Ricky Mast and we will see you next time on behind the Braves. Hey, Braves country. We just wanted to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe Behind the Braves presented by Billy Reed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Braves.com slash Behind the Braves, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, and we'll see you next time on Behind the Braves.